the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I've kept you abreast of the story involving Amy Gonzalez, Andrea Gross, the uh, wokeness run amok at Columbus Academy. I talked about it yesterday, the lawsuit that Amy and uh, Andrea filed, refiled actually, against Columbus Academy. And in the refiling, they have uh, noticed an additional discovery that, oh, look, the finances at Columbus Academy, there's some interesting stuff here. There appear to be loans from Columbus Academy to head of school Melissa Soderberg in the amount of $100,000 and $250,000 on separate occasions. Were those loans repaid? Well, kind of. On the tax records, it certainly looks like Melissa Soderberg was given annual bonuses to add up to the amount of money she owed to school. Hmm. Columbus Academy has a lot to answer for. supposed to be caring about kids when you're at Academy, right? Why did they expel Amy and Andrea's kids? Oh, because they were unruly, breaking school policy? No, uh, because Amy and Andrea had the temerity to ask about. Instruction procedures and things that sure look like CRT, even though they weren't labeled as CRT, but man, there was an awful lot of emphasis on critical race theory concepts and that sort of woke mindset uh, that really ramped up, well, when Melissa Soderbergh came as head of school, but also uh, got a shot of adrenaline after the George Floyd riots. Uh, Amy and Andrea's story has gone national. This morning, they were on Fox and Friends with Ainsley Earhart. It's about four minutes. I'm interested to hear what they have to say. I think you will be as well. In a court complaint, Amy Gonzalez and Andrea Gross said Columbus Academy's retaliation also denied re-enrollment to their children in 2021 after they questioned the school's financial practices, sexual education curriculum, and the use of critical race theory. Amy and Andrea join us now. Good morning, moms. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. You have one child, a 13-year-old, and then you have two, one who couldn't graduate from the school because they kicked your children out, and one that was going into middle school who's now 13. Yes. How did this affect? Tell us, first of all, what was the problem with the school and the curriculum? Well, I mean, we were noticing that they were conducting um, gender research studies on the children without parental consent. We were asking about that. Um, We were asking about the finances specifically. My oldest daughter has a learning disability, and um, in the year we were looking into things, they had no learning specialists for the children that were 3 to 12 years old, but in that same year they had doubled our diversity department. So, um, you know, we followed the money, and the money really led to a lot of interesting things. And their 990s, it's their public filings. Mm -hmm. Um, They evidence personal enrichment of um, the head of the board and the head of our school. So, Amy, going up against your school, you know there's going to be a problem. That's hard to do. You know, we all have kids in school, and if you're in a private school, you're paying thousands of dollars. You have the right to know. However, you know the school could retaliate and kick your child out, and this happens often in private schools. So why did you do it? 
but we felt it was important to speak out and ask the questions we thought um, they would want to collaborate with us because we we loved the school mm -hmm. and we wanted to um, restore it and make sure that they were about academic excellence and staying on their mission. What changed in the school? Why did it go woke? I, I think even if you look at the 990s again, the, it, it shows an apples to apples comparison between the previous headmaster and the new headmaster when they ushered in the National Association of Independent Schools. And there is quite a disparity in how they manage the school. All right, so then they notify the FBI and they say that you're dangerous. And the headmaster says she has to now get security 24 7. Yes, and they also um, they filed a police report against us with the local police. Um, they also weaponized the Parents Association against us. Um, they intimated to the entire over 1,000 people that Amy and I had committed two felonies, um, which is false. Um, there was just so many things that were done that it was beyond the pale of what a reaction would be to the questions we were asking, yeah. which again led us to wonder why this reaction. And I think now looking at the 990s, um, we can see why. How are your children doing? They are devastated. Um, this is, you know, when you're 16 and this is the only school you've gone to since you're four and you lose all your friends and people stop talking to you and... Um, I think one of the worst things they can do is put shame on children, mm -hmm. to paint them with dishonor and disgrace like they did something wrong. Um, they were innocent. They did nothing wrong. And, and yet the your school... daughter was going into middle school. She was so excited about getting a locker with all of her oh, friends. And yeah. that was taken away and from her. Instead, they treated the children like trash, like they're disposable. We was, can it, just... was it worth it? Was it worth the fight? We well, believe... we're still in it. So, um, you know, yes, because this is not just about our three kids. This is about... Mm -hmm. Millions of kids across the country and millions of parents across the country that have been maligned for asking questions mm -hmm. and loving their kids and being interested in what they're learning and how it's being done. And about how the finances of where you're sending your money and mm -hmm. buying something, um, you know, it, it's, it's a purchase of something. And we just wanted to know what, what is it that you're, you're selling. I know y'all had to start another school. Your children are enrolled at that school. It's affiliated with Hillsdale College, and it's a classical American education. So thanks, ladies, for standing up for our children. I, did, I do, do want to read a statement from the school. We did ask them for a statement, and they said, these two individuals raged a national media campaign against Columbus Academy, which is in Ohio, two years ago. Their claims have no legal merit. Their talking points are old and stale. Columbus Academy will weather this assault as it did the last one and continue to stand for independence and excellence in the education of young scholars. Really quickly, do you want to respond? Well, we're going to stand for children. And we're going to and stand up and speak out. And we're not going to allow a school to weaponize a federal agency against us. Thank you, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, good job by both Andrea and Amy. Columbus Academy uh, has acted deplorably through this whole episode at every turn. Trust me, they do not want to open their books to the discovery of a legal proceeding. Uh, but they have some um, very powerful opponents in Amy and Andrea. I say it all the time. It's true in Olin Tangy. It's true in Dublin. It's true everywhere. Man, when you get on the wrong side of the moms, when you, and I thought Andrea's answer to the question, has it been worth it? How are the kids? And she said, they're devastated. Like we tend to focus on the people that are waging the battle. Well, the moms, they're suing. The adults at the school are responding. It's the kids who lose friendships over this. The parents lose friendships too. Parents are much more resilient. Parents are committed. Kids are like, I just, 
don't want to stand out, right? Like I've said this before, the thing that I notice with my daughters and you probably notice with your sons and daughters when they're in those early teen years, the number one thing they want to avoid is being singled out, standing out, being called on in class, whatever. No child wants that. When your parents have a strong conviction that we have to stand up and do the right thing for our kids and for other kids, because a lot of parents don't have the guts to do what Amy and Andrea have done with the support of their husbands. But the kids are the ones who all of a sudden they, they got to go to a new school. Hmm. Would you ever want to be the new kid? I wouldn't. So uh, keep those families in your prayers. Uh, They have responded in an exemplary way. That's where Columbus Classical Academy came from. It grew out of this frustrating experience. Uh, When you handle adversity in the right way, eventually uh, good things will come of it. But um, it doesn't mean it's not painful. It doesn't mean there's not a toll to it. It doesn't mean it's easy. It's none of those things. Now, I noticed a new study that is out from WalletHub uh, determining the best cities in the United States. 150 cities in the United States. They compare a broad spectrum of things, and then they factor in what's the city's budget. I mean, after all, it's not fair to hold a city accountable for, let's say, lousy social services if the city has no money. So WalletHub looked at what is offered, what is done, how well is it done, and how much money do they have to do it. What would you think would be the top-ranked Ohio city on this list? Best city in Ohio. Well, you live in, let me just say this. You live in one of the cities that appears on this list, but how high on the list is Columbus? Is Columbus above Cincinnati? Is it above Dayton? Is it above Akron? Is it above Cleveland? Is it above Toledo? And if not, is it a fair ranking? And we'll delve into these Wallet Hub Ohio City rankings next. So how we doing, Ohio? Is this a good place to live? Uh, I lived here most of my life. I lived for a year and a half in Florida. Will I live here my entire life? Well, I mean, how long am I going to live? If you could answer that question, I could probably tell you. If I'm going to live here my entire life. Uh, But I grew up in western Ohio and uh, never went to Columbus until I was in my teens. Uh, Now, of course, the world has gotten smaller. Cars get better mileage. I never went to Cleveland, Ohio until I was living in Florida. And I was sent to Cleveland, Ohio to cover a uh, Browns-Dolphins game on Monday night. Uh, But now I've been everywhere, man, in the state of Ohio. And... That's why I read with interest this study from WalletHub about the uh, ranking it came up with based upon a quality of services score, 36 metrics grouped into six service categories. And then they filter that through, well, what is the city's resources? What are their budget? What are their financial means to offer good financial stability, education, health, safety, What are their qualifications to have a robust economy and infrastructure? Well, when they 
did their study through that prism. We're not doing so well here in Ohio. Let me just say, of the top, well, not the top. They're they're ranking uh, the 150 largest cities in the country. So it's not the top 150 cities. If you were next to last on that list and it was the top 150 cities, you would say, well, we're still doing pretty well. We made the top 150. That is not what this list is. This list is, what are the 150 largest cities? And then within that list, who's doing the best job with the resources they have? Uh, Next to last on the list is an Ohio, well, yes, almost next to last, 146th overall. Come on down, Cleveland, Ohio. 146 out of 149. Cleveland has the highest percentage of population in poverty and the lowest median annual household income. Great job, Cleveland Democratic mayors and all Democrat city council in Cleveland. Phenomenal job. Your city recoils from the image of... uh, that which has often been told. Remember when the river caught fire? Oh, they hate that in Cleveland. No, don't bring that up. No, don't bring up the river burning. Well, doesn't appear you're doing too well since then. Uh, at 112 on the list is Toledo. At 108, Cincinnati. At 103, Dayton. You say four of our six cities that qualify for the list? Don't appear until we get to number 100? <laughs> we really must be in bad shape. Yeah, we are in bad shape. Uh, at number 92, Columbus, Ohio. Number 92 on the list. Who was ahead of us? Like, cities that are ahead of us that you would go, really? That city's ahead of us? Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas is at 85. Houston, Texas has oppressive heat and humidity, hurricanes, bad traffic. Bad doesn't even begin to describe it. Houston, Texas, almost 10 spots ahead of us. Jackson, Mississippi is ahead of us. Would you want to live in Jackson, Mississippi over Columbus, Ohio? You should, according to Wild Hub. Fremont, California is ahead of us. They're at 78. Yikes. Got to do better. What's the highest ranked Ohio city, you ask? Uh, It is Akron, Ohio. Akron comes in at number 80 on the list. So of the 150 largest cities in the U.S., the highest ranked city in terms of using its money to give its citizens the best quality of life relative to what other cities are doing with their budgets in giving good quality of life to its citizens, the best we can do is 80th out of 150. Grand Rapids, Michigan, I wouldn't want to live there, is 28th. Topeka, Kansas, middle of tornado country, 39th. Wind blows all the time. No thanks. They're way ahead of every Ohio city. Fairbanks, Alaska. Whoo, no thanks. Cold, but they're way ahead of us. How about the top 10, Bruce? Where should we live if we want to be in a top 10 city? Number one, Nampa, Idaho. I could live in Idaho. Number two, Lexington, Kentucky. I concur with that. Nashua, New Hampshire. Boise, Idaho. Mm, Strong push for Idaho here. 
Provo, Utah, comes in at number five. Number six, Lincoln, Nebraska. Fort Wayne, Indiana is seventh. Wow. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, eight. Las Cruces, New Mexico, nine. And Missoula, Montana, ten. Big Sky Country doing well in this survey. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. Now, in terms of Columbus economy, big announcement yesterday. Amazon is going to spend another almost $8 billion in central Ohio over the next six years. They're going to build some more of those ugly-as-can-be data centers. Because nothing enhances a city's landscape like a big, long, rectangular building with nondescript tan and blue accents on it where almost no one works but computers. I mean, that's what Amazon data centers are. Oh, they're guarded like, you know, some kind of uh, Russian nuclear site that Ethan Hunt and the MI6 team is trying to break into. But in terms of creating jobs, no, not so much. Not once they're built. Of course, there are construction jobs when they build them. Amazon says it has invested more than $20 billion in central Ohio since 2010. And you know how this works, right? They build one data center, and they buy enough land to, once they get that one done, they build another one right beside it. They build another one right beside it. They build another one right beside it. If you're on 270 South between Dublin and Hilliard, look off to your right-hand side if you're driving south. And you'll see uh, the gorgeous, and I'm being sarcastic, Amazon data center. It says here they have seven data centers in Ohio, three each in New Albany and Hilliard and one in Dublin. I got news for you. That one in Dublin is not in Dublin. It's not anywhere near Dublin. It's in Plain City, man. It's on 161 between Costco and Plain City. It's much more Plain City than it is Dublin. And if you are lost and you need directions, little pro tip, don't drive into an Amazon data center and act like you're, get out of the car without, you will not be received by the welcome wagon, which makes me wonder, what what are they protecting in there? Because boy, they are sure highly, highly, highly sensitive to people who happen upon those properties. Big tech rush in Ohio, you know it. Facebook, Google, Microsoft, Intel, Amazon. It's not stopping, folks. We're not doing well on this list from WalletHub. We're already sitting at 92, and we're going to get more data centers and more tech companies moving in uh, with big buildings but not many jobs, at least in the Amazon case. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.